Okay. okay. I think we're in. How's the coffee? <laughs> During all that, how's the coffee? That, oh, the coffee's been been good. I've been. It's been going down easy. Yeah, that's a brew. That's a brew. It's gone a bit cold there, and I find your your coffee isn't a great cold coffee. Uh, yeah, it's a bit dusty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the nature of the, the Turkish coffee, though. Oh, the possibly. The nature of that brew, you know. Yeah, yeah, being a steam type brew. Yeah, and based around heat. Like most coffees. <laughs> Interestingly. <laughs> Are we recording with this squeaky interference? We just rock on. We've we've been having a few technical difficulties um, with this podcast today for some reason. Yeah, it's we're just going to keep going. Okay, we should keep going. Um, Welcome along to the THC podcast. A couple of days late, um, a a, a fair few days late. Um, It's the 31 July 2021. And... uh, it's uh, it's Hungara Ring sun, uh, weekend in the yeah. F1. What episode is this, by the way? This is season two, episode Iver Kuig, I think. Iver Kahar. Iver Kahar. Yeah. For our North American listener, that's um, Irish for four. Oh, okay. Um, and five. Yeah. Kahar is four. Kuig yeah. is five. Yeah. The, I, don't, I don't. I don't know how clean the pronunciation is, but the, it's the effort. It's, it, the it's effort. good, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. it, it's um and thank you for listening in. Mm. So this is an exciting podcast. It's fu- it's filled with 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 just sound bites of 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 excitement. Okay, that, um, that's, a, that's a big claim. It is a big claim. Early in the podcast. Thing. But before we break break into the podcast, what happened? How did the scones break through the sugar barrier? The scones haven't broken through the sugar barrier really, but I did have a think to myself. And I said to myself, well, since the podcast is bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Maybe, maybe my, maybe my are bi-monthly. It's bi-weekly. It's, it's ideally, it's bi-weekly. We're into week three now. Yeah, we had our yeah. summer break. Like yeah. the F1 is on yeah. a summer break next mm. week. That's a good excuse. Um, but I figured my body might be able to handle This is a tri-weekly podcast now. Yeah. We're trying everything. <laughs> Even with this interference. <laughs> um, my body might be able to handle... It just you know, but like I'd just be sugar. afraid. Like I'd just be afraid. You just, you 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 just blow with swelling. I think I might. You just, but I'm willing to do it for the podcast. Wow. Well, our North American listener will be delighted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that other guy in India as well. And that there's a bit of a chap in Brazil somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I've 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 got um, bit of a silver stone. Bit of a recap. Everyone knows what happened in Silverstone. Well, actually, recap for me, because I didn't really follow up on it that much. I know Lewis got himself into a bit of trouble, um, took Verstappen out on the first corner, where he really didn't have any business being. It wasn't the first corner. Um, it was in the one of the chicanes. I think it was Cops. So Max got out first. Um Got ahead, and he was about. He was there about three to four corners in, and they're coming around cops. I think it's called cops. You know, maggots and beggets and cops and all this kind of carry right. on. It is cops, I think. Okay. Uh, it's a fast enough corner, so Verstappen is. Uh, he's on the apex, in the apex. Um, Hamilton's coming up on the inside. You can you can see him in his wing mirror. Excuse me, and you can see Verstappen actually correct to give him another inch. So he turned into the into the corner and got back onto the apex again. So he gave him an inch on the inside. Yeah. Uh, however, Hamilton was going too fast, um, caught a lot of understeer, and then and it just ended up clipping the back wheel in, in Verstappen, and Verstappen went 140 miles an hour into the barrier. Whoa. Yeah, he, he, was, he was actually helped out of the co- cockpit and into the ambulance straight away and taken yeah. off. And the, 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 it was, it, on its own... <clears throat> I never saw I like I never thought Anton of it like in the sense yeah. that I didn't think Hamilton was a prick for doing it or I didn't think uh, Verstappen was a prick for not doing Anton it was all racing it was yeah. all racing but I think one of the things like I really like Verstappen I think he's a really good he was a good driver and I love his focus he really he reminds me of Schumacher just you know involved from the wheels up to the car getting the car onto the track he always seems to be that well involved but he just seemed to take it all a bit too personally I thought um but like even when you listen to him speak, like he speaks really well, and the, like I was, lo- I was looking at a thing last night. Like he, he, he doesn't 
speak with emotion, he speaks with fact, but I think um, what, what, what I'm really alluding to is the fact that he, ha- he still feels a bit sore about how they celebrated the win, Mercedes. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 one or two commentators I heard say, look, Hamlin got on the radio, checked in, how's Max? He's out of the car, he's okay, he's up, he's standing, okay. Any racing driver is just going to switch back onto race. Yeah, yeah. And I'd ne- like, and I think, um, no, I mean, well, he took a ten-second penalty as well. Like, so he brought himself back. Hamilton brought himself back out of the out of the midfield and back up to win to win it on the last lap. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like a huge emotional start to the race, and you're you're like all the way ninety minutes later, you're just going to deflate after you you took your main rival out. Like, granted, he's not going to get any points and all that. Um, and you yes you've clawed up your you 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 you've reduced a thirty five point deficit down to eight, so yeah you're just gonna you're just gonna you're gonna blow you know you're gonna celebrate yeah and I think Max you shouldn't be a bitch about it like just get on with it yeah because it was about ten, five or six days later you're still saying you know yeah stand by my opinion on yeah no no look just say yeah well, look I was feeling shitty about it yeah I still feel shitty about it but it doesn't matter Christian was a bit pretty pissed about it. <laughs> Christian, like they're ta- they were thinking of ta- thinking of taking legal action. They had fourteen days to make an appeal on the ten second penalty that Hamilton suffered, mm. and they were coll- they were collating a lot of evidence. New and the, the, what the, the appeal can only be based on new evidence, i.e., original and new evidence, yeah. something that could in, 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 could influence your change of decision or influence a reinforcement of your decision yeah. that you haven't seen before. Now, you're yeah. just a listener in North America. Uh, yeah, Gus is going to eat. He's going he's gonna to eat on the podcast. Just giving you a heads up. He's eating sugar too, so he's going to be a little bit twitchy after this. <laughs> There's been a drought. Now I don't want it. <laughs> you made such a big deal about it. Look at it. Hey, all listen in. Let's hear the sugar go in. It's a scone. It's a scone. <laughs> it's a scone and butter. <laughs> But um, yeah, Hamilton or, or Horner was talking about taking um, taking legal action with their new um, new evidence. Now I don't know if it was submitted. It would have had to been submitted by. Uh, well, I think I suppose probably close the business tomorrow, being Sunday, two mm-hmm. two weeks later. Um, one of the other things that I didn't like, I really didn't like, um, what I is that Horner and Toto Wolff and other team principals can engage with the stewards room on the radio and that ca- that will be broadcast Most, mm. some of it will be you know be cherry picked what's you know what's going to create interest I don't like that I don't like that they're, t- they're they, because what happened was after the act ac- the accident um, you maybe three or four minutes later after the race or during the the the, the safety car Horner's on the radio to to um, Michael Massey. He's the director of the, the FAI race director, and he's on the radio to him cle- pleading a case here. Like this is all, all out of order. Yeah. And then of course Toto Wolf is on, and um, Toto Wolf being the team principal for Mercedes, Christian Horner is the team principal for Red Bull. Um, Toto Wolf is on, and he's. Uh, talking to Michael Massey FARA race director again pleading his case they should have no business doing that they just stand down and and, and, and hear what the what the penalty is and the decision is even worse still they went up to the the F, the, the stewards um, the stewards room the race stewards room yeah. um, to put their you know plead their individual cases which is no not during a race you shouldn't be allowed to leave the pit wall wow <laughs> <laughs> It's like the dugout, you know. (laughs) Shouldn't no. Well, they broadcast a lot of that for the drama on of the drama of the race, um, during the race for the viewer. It adds to the drama big time, especially if it's a stale enough race. You know, there's a lot of if they if they bring in stuff, all the stuff that's going on in the background and stuff that people now are used to from the Drive to Survive series on Netflix yeah yeah well the, the, so they're, I think they're trying to kind of um, they're, they're trying to bring that element of drama that the 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 the, the, the Netflix series had because everything is so condensed in the episodes where you know crash drama mm. uh, team principals fighting left right and centre over the radio 
So if they can get that kind of drama into that's the race, no, no, that's not the drama you you want as a race uh, as a fan. You don't want. You know, you're like you're in it for the racing, but the people that were watching Drive to, to Survive, they they were they, they turned it on out of curiosity, and it was it was all so fast moving and so dr- dramatic because of all the things going on in the background with the driver, uh, yeah. the driver swaps the you know drivers getting dumped car problems all that kind of stuff if it's just wheel to it's not even wheel to wheel a lot of a lot of the weeks and if it's just cars running around a track and there's nothing going on in the background for the viewer you know you're not going to pull in many yeah well the the, the whole drive to survive has pulled in a huge amount of viewers yeah and and in fact like like liberty media that owns the, uh, the formula one now obviously we're behind that and they've really upped their game in terms of um social media presence and 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 bringing in a kind of a um a new following like the casual audience yeah try to appeal to there but surprisingly i was listening to a podcast the other day and they referred to the the viewership in in the states like like compared to the viewership at worldwide the states it's only recording about one one point million viewers wow for the states like yeah like the UK would would beat that would take over that all day like on its own, and that's it's something right. Oh my god, that feeds in lovely into what I have here about you know my favorite broadcaster for F one. Hmm. You know, um, one you know I won't name any names, but Sky F one I really don't like. Yeah. Um, yet I pay money to them every month for hate and hate them, hate them. <laughs> <laughs> there was two stories in Silverstone Grand Prix last week. One story was obviously Hamilton, mm. and the other story was how learned the British fans are about motorsport. They are the ma- the most amazing, and they're just they're like they're like a a whole different society. That's all you're beating with all freaking weekend. What 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 did they display that was so learned? That they had a <laughs> they might have had a, a, a Ferrari flag or a McLaren flag. <laughs> don't know how they demonstrated their learnedness if that is even a good a word I'd have to ask um, Mr. Simpson <laughs> <laughs> learn <laughs> no Mr. Simpson you're so learned <laughs> but um, yeah that was all they were beating with us all last week now I didn't get too much ever, uh, get too I got I, I went straight in for what I wanted on Sky this week I kind of stayed away from the um the the lead up shows and that yeah, like yeah. so I didn't get, I could kind of watch the F one yeah, and not be tormented. Yeah. So what about the um the sprint race? The sprint race. Um, the sprint race. It was good. It was exciting. It was interesting, and it was a really fast pace uh, as you'd expect. I often I was kind of wondering how much will these guys give it because they need that car for tomorrow. Um, but in fairness, it really, it really took on a real, um, you know, dogfighting in each in each segment of the of the grid, like from first down. You know, the you know, I'd have say third to seventh would be a busy pack, and, yeah. and all. That. So there was real dogfighting going on. It was good. Yeah. It was exciting, and a lot of the drivers seemed to like it. However, they do feel I I, I felt even now, <coughs> it's missing some hook. You know, there's not there's a it's missing a hook in the weekend. Where does it kind of where does it really sit in an F one weekend? Yeah. Um. Do, is it is it at at the moment? It seems it'll stand alone. I know what you mean. I know what and, you mean. It doesn't slide in with a good weekend. Like it was it was great with having qualifying on the Friday. Um. And then you had something on Saturday then with the bit of with the sprint race. But it felt a bit of an anticlimax, as in. Yeah, because the race still hasn't happened. Yeah. Yet we've had a finish. Yeah. Yeah. But what I did like, like you qualified on Friday and then you're finishing the sprint race. You could be up a couple of positions by come race day, which I thought was nice. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And what was the, what was the, um, did you hear any of the driver's feelings on Mm. it? Charles Leclerc seemed to like it. He thought it was good. A lot, a lot of the drivers actually enjoyed it. They did, they liked you know the element of doing something on the Friday because Friday can be quite boring. A couple of practice sessions and you're left hanging around. Yeah. Um. So there was very little negativity to it. Like people, the drivers seemed to like it. Uh. So I, so I think it's next uh, next up. It's in. I think it's in Dubai. I don't know. 
I think you're right, yeah. I think it was Dubai. Yeah, I think it's in Dubai. Um, so that's in, up in a couple of weeks. But looking at it, yeah, so in the sprint race, the results were like for qualies. Um, so for qualifying, it, it was uh, for, ahead of the sprint race. That was on Friday. Yeah. Qualifying on Friday was Hamilton 1, Verstappen 2, Bottas 3, uh, Leclerc 4, um, Perez 5, and Norris 6. So then, after the after the um, after the sprint race, that that moved around a bit. Verstappen was first, right? Hamilton second, Bottas third, um, Leclerc fourth, Norris fifth, and Ricciardo sixth. So that meant Perez had, didn't he didn't finish the sprint race. And with Perez not finishing the sprint race, does that put him at the back of the grid? Mm. So then, yeah, on on the Sunday then. Yeah, so yeah, obviously what happened, yeah, so we talked about what happened in, in Hamilton taking out Verstappen on the race day. Um, so that that, that left uh, Hamilton first. And Charles Leclerc came second in the Ferrari, which I thought was really interesting because he was leading the race right up until around the, the halfway point of the penultimate lap yeah. where Hamilton took him. So Ferrari were quite challenging there. Yeah. Which is good, for, good for Ferrari because they haven't seemed to be, they haven't registered anywhere at all uh, up until uh, Monte Carlo. <clears throat> Um, so then today I think um, I didn't see the qualies but for the sake of the podcast I took on I, I, I went in to see the results for the qualies because I'm you know so committed to the podcast okay, the same way you're ingesting sugar for the yeah, podcast yeah, and yeah. only for the podcast oh, absolutely and every bite of that scone yeah. was just poison absolutely I'm, I'm seizing up now as we talk <laughs> <laughs> So for the for t- for qualies, I have um, tomorrow. Now I, I again I haven't watched it, so um, I'll have a look at it this eve. You've got Hamilton on the first, Bottas second, and Verstappen is third. So Verstappen's on the second row with the grid for the first time in about five or six races. So he's not first or second; he's on the second row of the grid. Um, and then you have Perez. Uh, Perez is is fourth, which is good because that means you've got the two Mercedes first and second, the two Red Bulls second and thir- third yeah. and fourth. So you got a Red Bull Mercedes battle going on. And then uh, really interesting. I don't see, didn't see this coming. Uh, Pierre Gasly from AlphaTauri is 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 fifth. Fifth is uh, and where's. Uh where are the Ferraris? Aha, uh-huh. good question. So Charles Leclerc is se- Charles Leclerc is seventh. Um, oh, my, oh right, uh, Carlos Sainz is fifteenth. So he got through to the second round of qualies and didn't put a time down in the second round of qualies, so he'll automatically stay at fifteenth because it has a DNF beside him there. So I wonder what happened there. Interesting that. Um, and then, oh God, Michael Schumacher cra- crashed in, in freaking um, free practice yesterday. Mick. Mick Schumacher, sorry. It, and Michael Schumacher, there's a Netflix documentary coming up. Oh, I, I read something about that. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And what I didn't like about it was, I just saw it there a minute ago, um, Netflix documentary coming up for Michael Schumacher, seven-time world champion. To, you know, to really show is the layers of his personality. Yeah. Um, I just find that a bit... Crude. In, innuendo-y, kind of suggestive. Um, I don't know if maybe you're being a bit harsh there. Remember, you know, the layers of his personality, his competitiveness, his compassion, is, you know... Uh, I, I doubt they'd go too deep on too hard on him, you know? Um, no, you'd have to get the family consent. Yeah, and he wouldn't be wouldn't be getting that consent too easily. He's still, yeah, he's still not. He's still in, in whatever state. Because they, they they still keep him really, really under wraps in terms oh, yeah. of his progress and you know where he is and his healing. I wonder what we learned that from the the documentary. And what are your predictions for the weekend? Oh, uh, it's going to be tricky. Let me see this grid. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I'm like. Well, how did your predictions work out for the last one? For the last race, mm. I'd say they were bang on. Do you think? Cause, well, I didn't predict Max was going to crash. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> okay, I did have it. Didn't I have notes under this? I did. I thought uh-huh. you did. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I have predictions here. Yeah. We do have predictions here. Yeah. Um, I had to watch the sprint race, and I did. I watched that, and did. Um, don't see. I have. I have uh, UFC predictions. Yeah. We can talk about them later if you like. Yeah. Do you remember Connor? Connor. Um, violated the new stare down contact rule yes yes yeah. that's right so uh, coming away from that um yeah let's come on let's get the moment let's bring this back up a notch yeah yeah, yeah we're yeah, dying yeah, a little yeah. there <laughs> so <laughs> i kind of felt that myself i'm kind of distracted here with the lack of internet oh <laughs> i gave up on that a long yeah. time ago i have pages open from earlier um so yes Yes, I have some. I have a confession to, to, to actually throw out here. Okay. And it's not good. Oh dear. Yeah, because I've been trying to rectify the matter, and it hasn't been looking good. Shit. Yeah. Wow. It affects both deep. of us. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, then the, the BMW DM six hundred ones, the speakers, the black BMWs with the gold cone. Oh dear, this is going to be bad. <laughs> They've gone into a home with kids. They weren't going to survive. Honestly, I had. Uh, They're never going to survive. I just, I was. Uh, you see, I took down the uh, the, the, the <laughs> I took the Pioneer kit out and brought it down this morning, and I had the black B and W speakers um, on the on the windowsill in the living room. Yeah, because big big enough windowsill, and they were just sitting there because I was going to set them up. Yeah, with the Pioneer amp. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, so as I was setting up the Pioneer app, everything's going really well, like swimmingly, like I was surprised how well it was going. <laughs> it's going too well. This is going too well. <laughs> Picked up the BMW speaker. And I was like, what the fuck? Said, that wasn't like that when I brought it down. I had a look at the other one. Oh, fuck. You're kidding. No way. The both of them. Yeah. Well, well, what good is one? <laughs> the tweeter. Oh, uh, crushed. Is there a hole in it? The tweeter and one of them is split. Oh. From the the elasticy thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other tweeter is just wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got onto the studio spares and. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's nothing just showing up on no, the studios. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Oh, oh, no, right. So, studio spares don't seem to be having none. And I have a proper look. I could, I, I can't, I was looking on the iPad and I find it difficult sometimes to look through those things. Um, but there was other spares there, but they just didn't look like the same tweeter. Yeah. Just the model number, the speaker. That's what I did, but yeah. I, I, do you know what? Yeah, I wonder is the mounting that it's on because you see you can't unscrew them tweeters; they're glued in. Yeah. So you'll have to come in from the back from the cone. Yeah. Um, I wonder. Am I seeing the uh, just the mounting plate from the inside? I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I not the face you're... plate. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> rough. Very rough. Yeah. Very rough. Um, yeah. What happened anyway? How, how? Well, I reckon Sadie. I reckon Sadie. But she she likes to poke and pull and prod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like bubble wrap. <laughs> and I looked at the bud there the next day, and I said, maybe I should bring them up. No, they've no nobody's any. They didn't even notice them there. Nobody's any business over there. And then yeah, I was like, oh fuck. There's kids falling down around you every <laughs> minutes. What do you? Yeah, it's one of them weeks, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so that's that. I'm sorry. So yeah, I get. I go. I I have to fix them. I can't look at them like that. I can't. Yeah. I can't. If it even if I have to, maybe if I bought a shitty pair, maybe that's damaged. Possibly, yeah. More likely, the base cone will be gone. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. That's true. Um. Hmm. So that's a dis- that's the disappointing news. Yeah, yeah, we're disappointed. Um, I love them speakers. I know you do. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I said it to Le- I said it to Leslie, right? And Leslie, <laughs> she's, you know, I'm st- I'm t- she comes back this afternoon after um, uh, when she was dropping the kids off, and uh, I'm dragging myself around after uncovering this mm. big failure, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
And she's like, well, oh, oh, fucking speaker. Look. I left it there. Maybe I shouldn't have left it there, but this is, I reckon it was Aid, even her pokey, pro-leave hands. All right, well, Fergus is going to go and have a meltdown. Why? Well, I kind of swapped him. He has my Sony ones, and I've been using these for a while, you know? You two need to fucking grow up! I'm fucking dealing with real-life fucking problems, and you're dragging around because of a speaker! Body parts falling off my children. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it <laughs> she said like, you real life problems and you were riding around about a speaker I was good at that <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I've been looking at classic cars and I've what is going on uh, this this car I, we may have may or may not have talked about it before but for whatever reason it's just blown up on the internet yeah <clears throat> And I can't believe the money that people are looking for. I can't believe it. And I can see why. But the top end money is a bit too top. Yeah. Um, for my liking. But it, it's an E30 uh, M3. Yeah. Of the same gen. Yeah. Um, but like, so th- th- I had a quick look around this car. This car is, um, it, I suppose one of the things is that it's, it's extremely limited in production. It was only 502 versions, 1.9 million units built. And only 502 of those were of the Evo 2 here. Um, it came out in Geneva in 1990 and it had 235 horsepower and it's a four-cylinder, sorry, four-cylinder uh, 2.5 with the dogleg box. The dogleg box being first is behind yeah. and then yeah, you're, you're second because you're in and out of third and second yeah. all day. Yeah. Um, it did race in its uh, in 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 first race in 1990, in August 1990, it, uh, we had a chap called Kurt Thyme was driving it in a DTM and it won its series in the DTM. So what's going on is the money that these things are looking at. The money these things are looking at. I have one here. I can get to you. It's in France. I can get it to you. Um at 89,900 euro what? 89,900 euro now I could do you a deal on a different one now no joke this fella has one here now he's in the Netherlands he'll do a deal with you 265,000 euro what is the difference between his and your buddy in France? I'd say the fellow in France doesn't have any papers for his. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's another one here for 169,950. He's in the Netherlands. I wonder, is it region-based? Because all the Netherlands... Here's another Netherlands, 230. Netherlands, 20... He wants... No, that's only a 1.8. Um, this guy's off his rocker. This guy has one in the Netherlands... 385,000 euro. I'm going to try for details on that on the, on the internet. This internet's dodgy, but 385,000 euro. Fabulous. There's a fella in Germany. He has one. Um, you see, they, in fairness, it's one of 502 models. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. This true. lad in Germany will do a deal for 198,000. Yeah. Um, maybe your man then with the eighty grand, the, the there might might be a lot of unoriginal parts on it. Maybe that kind of thing, you know. The guy might be a high miler. Yeah, and the guy up at the three hundred grand, he might be all original. Did he come in on it? Come in on the tension? Did yeah? Did come in on the tension? A low miley. Low miley. <laughs> This would be in all Netherlands, and I wouldn't. I can't speak Netherlands. Can Can you speak Netherlands? I could try. No, he has no detail on it. Actually, in fairness, that, that, so we're losing our, our momentum here. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's just out of control. Like it's. I wonder what my like if I went with that wagon. Yeah, but that's you see that's the thing. Like that wagon's from the same gen, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's yeah. an eighty-seven. Um. 
that was an 87 that's that's why I'm saying that's why I was even saying to you not necessarily that you know I knew those things were going for around that money but like you just know that that thing is it's money back yeah it's money back yeah it's a uh, it's a it's a one two four. I think it was a W one two four chassis, was it? Can't remember. I think you're right. Actually, um, I, think, I think you're right. It was a, a, a one a W one two four chassis E class. Uh, I think it was touring with a seven seater touring. Mm-hmm. But the only thing is, it's a manual, and the paint's a little bit pitchy and divey on it. Um, in terms of the lacquers pulling off it here, there, and everywhere, I, in Euro money, the chap has it advertised for one thousand. Don't, fo- don't, 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 don't. <laughs> Thing will be gone. In North America, oh, no, we're not live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from now until this goes out, in Euro money, the chap's looking for, and it's a manual. This is yeah. where I think it's fallen down, and possibly the paintwork, as you see, we yeah, see, the paintwork yeah. is a little di- t- yeah. tired. But as he tells me what I got, what I'm asking, I'm it's like a, it's like he's literally listening to what I'm asking. Is the chassis and the body free from rust? And yeah. he says it is in the ad. Yes, he does. In the ad. Yes. How does. many miles were on it? Can we remember? He wouldn't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the ad. <laughs> It's the only bit of information you seem to be withholding now that I think of it. Oh. She could be one of those 200 and If it's moon miles, I'm not sure. <laughs> moon miles. I love it. <laughs> That's the thing. I know, I love it. It's a long time since I've heard it. <laughs> I tell you what, speaking of moon miles, I'm beginning to get up there in the E46. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I'm 147. No, not 147. 147, 100 and something. I thought I, I was 140, 144 for some reason. And I'm 178 in, in the E39. 178? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did a lot, With of, the, a lot of up and the down. The commuting, yeah. commuting miles are in there. Yeah. But they're... <laughs> they're solid miles. <laughs> I was going to say they're honest miles yeah. they're good they're clean miles it's yeah. like you'd nearly say they weren't miles no because they're so good yeah you're just baby you're almost winding the clock <laughs> here he is here I got him on Tinchnet I got a bit of Tinchnet going here um, and it has five alloy wheels black interior factory sunroof vintage tax 56 bucks per year in Ireland here for our North American listener uh, road tax is quite heavy in the sense that so it's my not, e- she's on classic tax yeah but this guy this this car here is on classic tax my uh, E39 530i because it's a 3 litre petrol um, it, and, and it's an old car it's a 2003 it's on an older tax regime which means it's pay, it costs 1,490 euro to tax it for the year for the road being a road licence for the year when your car is 30 years old or more, you can get what's called vintage tax. Now, this ordinarily is a two litre petrol and that will probably work out around 800 euro in North American dollars. That'd be around 920 North American dollars for your road license for the year. But because it's 30 years old or more, um, you get what's called the vintage tax. And regardless of the engine size, which is mostly how the tax is, 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 um, is, is calculated. Six euro a year in road tax because it's vintage. Um, he says it's in storage for a good few years and it's running and driving it's got the 7 seats 5 speed manual an original Irish car because a lot of cars can be imported from the UK um, uh, being second hand imported um, and then you have uh, yeah she's an 87 and it's on a D plate which means it's a Dublin registered car as in um, the, the, the plates are, are um, lettered for um, abbreviated letters for each county in Ireland so D for Dublin um, the only other D is Donegal which is DL and you don't you like a D Reg you do you like do. a D Reg you you know, it's just straightforward it's clean it's honest yeah you know, it can be anywhere in the country and it yeah. carries yeah it carries yeah so the deal here is uh, if, any, if, our, if, our, if our Irish listener well, it's only granny listening mm. the deal is it's 1,550 euro so say about 1,800 North American dollars for a North American listener um. Yeah, what would you do? You'd be straight in. You'd be straight in. It's fucking deadly. It's the seven seats. I love the seven seat buzz off it because it's eighty. It's nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> there's no airbag in it. You know, no, there's no. There's probably a lap belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably no seat belts in the back. 
there might no there is I can see them there yeah. and it's a good clean black interior which yeah. is just helps it age yeah, yeah. And the steering wheel looks a bit ropey on it actually that would be a good indicator of mileage yes. yeah it's peeled a bit oh sorry about that so it's all, I if it, it like I could I'd be happy with 140 miles I could take that yeah hundred and if you're in towards 150 I'll I, it, let me see the car again you know yeah the the seat doesn't look too bad although it's actually no if you go in a bit deep there it's, it's a bit crinkly but in terms of is it split it it's it looks like it might be in several places oh that would kill or me it's just gathered no it's a leather seat is it not yeah but have a look there see what I'm talking about you see the way it's all kind of clunky is there are they, are they, are they cracks some, or has someone tried to pay it, glue it back together possibly yeah maybe that could be it but that's the kind of thing you can get fixed it is it you is know, but it's just it just tarnishes it a bit for that money it couldn't really could it no <laughs> <laughs> There's something going on with the seat, all right. Yeah, there's something going on with the seat. And, and actually, with those seats, you'd probably just swap the driver and passenger. Yeah, no yeah. That's it. I'll never see it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, there's a pinch on the back boot. Oh, look at that boot. Tailgate. Look at the tailgate. It's taken a few. There's no, no tow bar. Is there a tow bar? No, there's no tow bar. Looks like he might have had a, a, an exhaust on it fairly recently. Like within the last few years, pipe looks very clean. Um, yeah, I see. I see the tint on it there. Yeah, yeah. That's a big wagon. You know, uh, you don't get a few yeah, lots true, of bolts yeah. and bruises. Well, I mean, I think that compared to the paintwork, you know, that around the filler cap there looks like a bit of something going on around the filler cap. Yeah, for the, let's see. Oh but, dear. Yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Again, fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if I go down there, I'm going to take it back. Is she because she has COVID. Oh crackers! I know. I was kind of disappointed to hear that. But then it sounds like Jose Aldo and Pedro Munhas uh, are now scheduled to fill that slot on Tuesday, the seventh of August. Yeah, which is a solid fight. That's uh, the Texas thirty-two, is it? The Texas thirty-two. No, it's uh, the fight is in Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Vegas 32, is it? It, it might be the USV Vegas 32, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jose Aldo's back in the ring. Yeah, Jose was... Um, was back, Yeah, but Jose's fighting at... Um, I think he's fighting the... Is he fighting at Bantamweight now? I think he is. Um, which is a weight class down from Featherweight. Where... That was a Featherweight where he lost the title to Conor. Um... But uh, yeah, Jose is, is, is you know he's, he's he's getting on in the years a little bit. But he, um, I try to remember, did he win his last fight? I think he did. Um, doo, 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 doo. I'm not sure, but it's good to see him back. It's good to see mm. him back. Pedro Munoz, a solid solid fighter. It should actually be a really good fight, I'd say. What is it? Wait, featherweight? It'll be a, it'll, no, it'll be a bantamweight bout. He sees what's bantamweight? Sorry, it's a weight class below. Um, it's one thirty five, hundred thirty five. All oh, right, okay. Um, <clears throat> Hall and Strickland Uriah Hall he's fighting Sean Strickland mm. that's that's tomorrow night Uriah Hall he's actually that's, this is Uriah Hall's first fight back since um, Chris Weidman where, where oh. he fought Chris Weidman and literally the first kick thrown in the fight Chris Weidman broke his leg yes I remember that I remember yeah, I and he was furious that. and it was kind of uh, ironic that Chris Weidman was fighting Uriah Hall to break and he ends up breaking his leg when it was Chris Weidman that was fighting Anderson Silva who broke his leg fighting against yes Chris I remember that yes all these coincidences Uriah Hall was the last man to fight Anderson Silva before Anderson Silva retired from the USC this mm. is your um, so this is going to be Uriah Hall's first fight back since the uh, the Chris Weidman leg break incident do you think um, Sean Strickland do you think Hall has to put Strickland away on his feet? Um, the, the that's no easy task. It's no. Strickland, Strickland is, will point it all the, take, take victory, you know? It's Strickland is a... He's a he very, could outpoint him, like... He, he's a tactical fighter. He's a very tactical fighter. And 
Uriah Hall would be similar too but Uriah Hall's a bit of a counter striker Sean Strickland will probably bring the fight to him but Uriah Hall really needs he needs a, a convincing victory um, to when was his last outing? Is I th- probably about four or five months ago when Chris Wyden broke his leg. I it might might be maybe may six months, but it was certainly earlier this year. Um, but it's it's just his last few wins. There's been you know his win against Anderson Silva was mediocre. It was a mediocre fight. Um, a so-so win. Anderson was is done at this stage anyway he's been done for a long time he hasn't won of you know he's, I think he's won one of ten before he finished Anderson up. Silva yeah before he finished up in the UFC there but he's never been the same since the leg break to be honest with you mm. um, do you think that'll affect Connor? it's it, that's the thing like it one one thing Connor relies on heavily when when he's on on his game is really fluid movement in the, yeah. around the ring very very is a very clever fighter when it comes to actually making his opponent move in the way he wants him to move but it, 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 and that was you know what really sold his game at the start was like you know he he was his critique of most of the fighters in the UFC was their movement was very poor um his last two fights with with uh, Dustin Poirier, he hasn't quite looked the same fighter. Uh, it's, it's the second fight with Dustin Poirier, which was uh, at the beginning of the year. There, he it's, never looked. Uh, he, he never looked in control of the fight. Well, I felt, to be honest, the first fight we caught the second fight, but the first fight at uh, at lightweight. That first round, he won the first round. There's no question about it. He lo- won the first round. He was. He, but he, last week no the, they only went one round last week no the the previous fight he won the first round but Dustin Poirier destroyed his leg and and by the time it, it, he was knocked out in the second round he, he was fucked because he couldn't move because his mm. leg was so beat up so that there Dustin Poirier took away Connor's movement yeah is, but his stance in that fight wasn't quite the same as it had been up till then. His stance was fairly... It was more boxing-orientated boxing rather than... He he would fight him in a much more karate stance yeah. up until that point. So he'd kind of gone away from that stance into that more boxing stance for the, for, for the second Poirier fight. And it cost him in some ways because he wasn't moving Justin Poirier around the ring the way he normally would any any opponent the second fight third fight second fight at lightweight the one where he broke his leg he started off in a far more familiar stance from his earlier fights which is the kind of more karate stance yeah he went heavy on the leg leg kicks and broke his own leg one of the, the things that has come out since then is that he has he actually has a lot of problems with his ankles and he has had uh, issues with one of his ankles previously and that that was kind of known but not to the extent where it's been talked about now where they're saying he's did you know pretty much arthritis in his ankles um so with that uh, coupled with the fact that he's broken broken his fibia or tibia um the healing of that and the the you know the pressure that's going to put on his ankles and stuff yeah. uh, that are already dege- degenerating yeah I think will you know it, wipe him out it, it might wipe him out but he's not going to be I don't feel he's going to be the same fighter I really don't would it would it make a difference if he changed weight class I don't think so no I in fact it wouldn't like if he went up a weight if well I feel if he went up a weight he would be I know put more weight on his ankles but I just feel there'd be like, no I don't I know medical my, my expert but, but you're going up against bigger fighters so okay so it's going to be yeah, a lot heavier he's he, uh, the 155 <clears throat> weight class he's fighting in he's fought at 170 as well but he fought Nick Diaz 170 he fought Cowboy um, uh, what's his name Cowboy Cerrone Cowboy Cerrone thank you um, how do you, I know that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> So he won. He won the fight against Cerrone. Cerrone is a, is more of a one fifty five. He's not a one seventy either. Um, 
Diaz the same he's much more of a 155 or not a 170 if he was going to fight at 170 he'd be fighting guys that are you know would be considerably bigger guys guys that would probably coming into the ring at around 180 in terms of the weight mm. they would put back on after dropping the weight for the weigh in so that's the whole problem with the game is is the is the the cutting weight thing yeah so God, nobody fights at their natural weight so Connor would be more of a his weight cut is more suited for a 155 weight class than it is for a 170 which is the next weight up so the guys he'd be fighting at 170 would be naturally much bigger guys than him anyway and I think he would really struggle so consider that then with the lack of movement that he's that I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. theorising that he's yeah. going to have uh, going into a fight like that he wouldn't have I don't believe he would have a chance but like he could be proved wrong you know he could, he could change his game yeah, well this yeah. whole genetic things that people are doing like that's true the the, um, the stem cells exactly yeah, yeah that's, that's that that could be the way he has the cash in the bank oh all day yeah but on top of that too like I mean there's, there's uh, you look at a lot of fighters that have uh, you know fought you know into their their, their later years so to speak you know, in their late to mid thirties, mid to late thirties. Excuse me. That oh, fighters that would have relied on speed and you know reflexes and that and things like that. Guys like Alistair Overeem, who's still fighting mm. now. He only left the. Uh, he's only cut from the UFC there recently. But I mean, he's a guy that's evolved his game as he's aged, and that's that, that's a sign of a you know a, a really a master fighter. Oh yeah. You know because he was a he was a real brawler heavy um, heavy kickboxer and as he got older he was a much more calculated uh, counter striker as against being uh, go forward and mm. you know to, to just so he draw the fighter down. in rather yeah. than going to the fight yeah exactly because he, and in fairness to him he got knocked out a shitload of times in his career and always came back you know, uh, and, oh, wow. but the fact that he'd gotten knocked out so much, it was it was quite interesting to watch his watch his, his style change, where he became a much more calculated, much more careful fighter as he got older, because a lot of that was brought on by the fact mm. that you know I've got to I've got to protect this glass chin I have now because yeah. you, you know I'll end up getting knocked out, um, I'll end up you know unable to fight at any stage or whatever I'm trying to say so you back, know what I'm trying to yeah. say I'm a waffle in here Let, we kind of came off track there so back to Jose Aldo and uh, Pedro Munez Munoz Munoz sorry Mr. Munoz um, Munoz yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know many different ways I said it <laughs> I asked a few <laughs> Who, wait, what's your prediction there um, I I have to be I, I'll be honest I'm not quite clear on I haven't really researched this this fight to be honest with you or this card um, so I'm not that clear on Munoz uh, Munoz stats and his more recent fights I am, I would kind of have to go and look back so I I you know just for just for laughs I'd just throw in I'd, I'd always I'd always be rooting for Jose put it that way would I'd you? always be rooting for Jose why, yeah. would, why, why would you be rooting for Jose? He, he, there's, a, there's another guy like that yeah. just going back to a fighter evolving as he gets older like Jose in his early days was you know a hugely explosive fighter um, and he was feared for his leg kicks and the, the, the power and ferocity of his leg kicks was or excuse me ferocity of his leg kicks was just he was known for that um a real just dirty gritty fighter but extremely extremely talented um he was the first ufc featherweight champion and held the belt on until connor took it off him i think he, i think he had 13 defenses of the, of the of the belt prior to connor knocking him out in 13 seconds which is quite a, i might be wrong about the number um but in right about the 13 seconds connor knocked him out in um, after that, I think he got shafted a little bit. He should have got a he should have got a rematch with Connor, um. But Connor kind of ran the UFC from that point. He going did forward. a bit. Um, he fought then and lost twice. Do I you think. believe in the rematch? In the rematch, when it merits it, you know. What merits a rematch? Well, what merits a rematch is the 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 well the I, the whatever the losing fighter has achieved up to that point. 
like the Connor rematch with Dustin coming up, there's no merit in that. No. You know, there's no that's there's somewhat you can kind of angle it due to the fact that he broke his leg in the fight. But you know But is there any merit in the round three of the Dustin Connor? Well, there's only the merit of the round three because well, the, the, as I'm saying, that the the flaky merit of the fact that he broke his leg in the fight, but you lost the fight, mm. you know, end of, and something like that. It's only because it's Connor that mm. there's a rematch there, um, like with the Nate Diaz fight. It was only because it was Connor that there was a rematch there with the Nate Diaz fight. He just lost that fight, end of story, you know, um. Now, granted, in fairness to him, he came back and he won the fight, the, the, the second fight, and he, he's got to be applauded for that. In uh, Jose's case, where I'm saying I think he got shafted a bit, he'd held the title for, for so long and wow. was the first featherweight champion. Um, Connor came, knocked him out in 13 seconds, and that was it. Belt gone. After such a legacy he'd built up, to lose the fight so quickly and in such unexpected fashion um, that he didn't even, you know, he didn't show himself in the fight, would you say. You know, some would call it a lucky punch. It wasn't really a lucky punch. He was, Connor was training that, or uh, warming up that punch right before he stepped into the ring. So, you're we're still back on Connor. So yeah, well, no, I'm just saying it wasn't a lucky punch. Some would say it was. I don't feel it was. Ah, uh, yeah, but I was kind of just looking at Jose Aldo and Pedro Munez. But you're asking about I, the merits of a rematch. Yeah, but we've gone way beyond that. Uh, what? At what point did you glaze over? <laughs> <laughs> but back to Connor. <laughs> I'm looking at um. MMAfighting.com and for the oh, uh, the um, the Yuri Hall and Sean Strickland Uriah Hall. sorry Uriah for the Uriah Hall and Sean Strickland Chap is picking Hall by submission or, or by knockout right so in the there's another one there Kyung Ho Kang V Rani Yaha Honey Yaha Honey Yaha okay what do you think of that this is this is a weak card, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a very weak card. Okay. Um, I, I have no real thoughts on that fight. All right. Well, they reckon yeah. There might be one other fight. I just just throw out a couple of the other main card fights. Is Cheyenne or Cheyenne buys v Gloria De Paula? No, carry on. Nicholas Stalls v Jared Godden. Gooden. No, carry on. Brian Barbarina versus Jason Witt. No. It's okay. Move on. There actually is a really good fight on Bellator. This that's week. sorry. That's UFC Vegas thirty three. Yeah, yeah. They have Bellator on this. Um, um, what do you watch Bellator much? F- some uh, I watch some of the some of the fights. For instance, there's two fights on that card that I'm going to watch. Um, the main event, which is Pitbull versus yeah AJ McKee. Um, that's that's going to be bonkers. That's going to be a great fight. Um, I can't remember what the second fight is, but I know there's a second fight on that card that's worth watching, which is the. Let's see if the, I can get it here. Um, no. Which is the. No, it's not there. The feature fight, anyway. But yeah, the, the, no, I wouldn't watch a whole lot of Bell- Bellator. Other than is there Ryan stuff. Bennett and Zach, uh, Zaruk Adahish? Ad- 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 <laughs> 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 How long are we into this? Um. Oh. oh. We're in f- about 55 minutes, I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so, just, just run back the UFC 264 and see what the predictions, how they panned out. The, oh, the 264. Oh, yeah. So, that was... Um, so, we had Conor McGregor v, v, v Dustin. I had Dustin. Yeah. Go me. Yeah. Uh, you had GB and VSTST. What? Yeah, you only took initials. I <laughs> <laughs> knew the first two. <laughs> uh, Gilbert Melendez and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. There we go. <laughs> what was the result there? Um, Melendez won that actually by decision, I think. Oh, we both yeah. had Th- Wonderboy. Wonderboy. Yeah. It was a disappointing fight, actually, to be honest with you. You ready? Yeah, go on. <laughs> GH and TT 
Y. T Y T T Y T H T T O. This is my short, my office shorthand. It'd be grand in the office. I'd know everything. Oh, um. Oh, we'll have to come back to that. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. Greg Hardy versus uh, Ty Two Awesome. Yeah, I'm brilliant. Do you remember that? Do you remember that fight? I think I don't know. That was the. Oh no! Whoa! <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that? was the heavyweights Hardy Hardy caught Tuivasa and he was on Hardy is the guy that the wife beater the American oh football. yeah <laughs> <laughs> caught caught Tuivasa briefly and he looked a bit stunned he was going to have a little rubber legs and I nearly melted <laughs> next minute boom that takes Hardy out <laughs> yeah, no, she was <laughs> <laughs> you were just so got up. <laughs> okay, we have I A V Y K. Okay. I <laughs> Name that fight. <laughs> Only on the THC podcast. <laughs> I A versus I A against Y K. Okay. Usman, maybe? No. No, you'll have to move on. I can't remember that one. Shit. S O M Sean O'Malley, is it? Yes. V C M. Chris Mutino. Who won that? O'Malley won that. Go me. Do you remember he was a punch bag? Chris Mutino? Yeah. With the green hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. He just he was just Homer Simpson then. Yeah, 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 he just kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Sean O'Malley won that. Yeah. I have him. Yeah. Who did I have? Chris Martin. Oh, you had Sean as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But you did have in the IAVYK fight. You were, <laughs> <laughs> you were all about the IA. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not call it up on your internet? Your big, your big fancy internet. <laughs> what UFC is it? Uh, Two sixty four. Um, but yeah, why are you calling it up? Yeah, anyway? um, yeah. We we wait on the next pay per view for the predictions. Okay. There's a there's a good fight card coming up. I think next week. Aha! Uh-huh, I know who it is. It's it's girl fighting. The yeah. the IA and YK is the girl fighting. Yeah. IA won. Yeah. Irene Aldana. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what do we what we, for predictions this week then? So Jose Aldo v Pedro. Um, You're is, going with is Aldo. That this he, week? I don't think that's this week. I think that's next week. Oh, okay. It's it's I it's um, Uriah Hall and uh, Strickland. Sean Strickland this weekend. Oh, okay. Just give us a prediction for Uriah Hall and Strickland. Everyone's going for Hall and a knockout. Yeah, Everyone is going I, all over I the internet. No, I I. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go. With, I, I'm not a fan of Sean Strickland. Um, he's a bit. He's, he, he's a bit stiff. Um, but he is very durable. Mm, he is, you need that in a is, fight. He is technically very good. Uriah Hall, he has it in the has. I I think he does have the advantage of Strick, over Strickland on the ground. So if he can get stripped into the ground, I can see where he could possibly win by submission. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a dive on Sean Strickland just okay. based on his last fight. A dive on Sean Strickland. Yeah. Is I'm that gonna, a good thing? Yeah. I, yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go with Sean Strickland. <laughs> Sean Strickland to win. How is he gonna win? I think he'll win by knockout. To win by KO. Or TKO. Um, Ooh, okay. where, that's where the ref. Do, do you count? Oh, right, where the ref stops it. Okay, so that's what we're going with. Um, I'd like to do maybe a prediction there just for our listeners also on the AJ McKee Pitbull fight. That's I think that's for their lightweight championship. 
or featherweight championship which one is that the AJ McKee Pitbull fight the Bellator oh yeah AJ McKee Pitbull um, this is uh, is that Pitbull AJ McKee no AJ McKee versus Pitbull what's Pitbull's name um, Patricio I can't think of the second name mm. something Patricio it's Patricio something anyway um, but yeah it's a big deal for them this is the the culmination of the I think it's a featherweight Grand Prix, so they've I think they've both had to win three to four fights to get to the final. Um, during the meanwhile, this Pitbull has been defending the belt through the the through the tournament because he is the holder. Um, so he's been the holder for quite a long time. In the, I think he's been with Bellator. He's been fighting Bellator for about thirteen years, maybe maybe even more. Um, he's basically Bellator's kind of mascot. In the Pitbull. Same, yeah, you know Pitbull. I know the name. Yeah, Pitbull is is all about, uh, you know, Pitbull is Bellator's kind of. Conor McGregor of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. wouldn't be on the same level in the sense. Well, but Bellator isn't up at that level no, anywhere. But he would be the name. You know Bellator's name, Michael Chan- Chandler, that fought there recently, um, with the uh, in the UFC was a long time Bellator fighter, um, and I think it was. But there's the Pitbull has a brother, um, and I think his brother's Patricky Pitbull, um, I think he lost. Uh, I think he beat Chandler. Before Chan- in Chandler's last fight with the Bellator, but I, the thinking about it, I, as far as I know, Chandler had beaten the brother, which is quite interesting. Um, so anyway, the, the tricky, yeah, I know, yeah, I'm doing it again. He's doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> the funny I, story about the brother. <laughs> I'd love to know what's going through your head. I'm trying. <laughs> think about, think about I'm, work, I, work next Tuesday. Do I have this stuff to do? I do get drifty, bit, but then I try and cling on to something. And that you're saying. Pitbull. You said Pitbull. Is there a dog in the house? <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. You <laughs> are. Day's over, too. What? <laughs> it's just talking. I don't know what I said. <laughs> What is your prediction, by the way? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we go AJ McKee. Okay. He's the young bright star. Uh, that's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. He's, the, he's, he's, he's. I, I think his first professional fight was in Bellator. They signed him as a kid or something. All right. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with him. He's. I, that's. It's gonna be an upset. That's okay. We're gonna switch, turn. We must be over the arrow now, are we? Um. Well, after them, well, I'm mm. we must be. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're uh, an hour and four or something. Okay, let let let's let the listeners go and regroup. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> Just one more thing. <laughs> Come on, Colombo. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <clears throat> well, I hope you like. I I feel the podcast was somewhat hijacked by MMA. Um, no, I think half the podcast was was Formula One and um, you waffling about some car down the tip of <laughs> <laughs> some lemon down the tip of <laughs> Five wheels, yeah, they don't match though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many cars are going five wheels. <laughs> Is that why? It's so cheap? <laughs> I'm middle wheel at the front. <laughs> <laughs> there was about five or six minutes of, of talk of the 200T yeah. which is a 7 seater 87 it's just lovely little yeah. thing lovely yeah. little <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes 124 um, but that Conor McGregor <laughs> <laughs> no we're going we're <laughs> We're going, folks, and I hope you enjoyed our ramblings. <laughs> um, stay tuned for podcast in 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 a desired two weeks' time. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll get back on the two weeks. We we'll get back on the two weeks. There was a bit of a hit bump here and there, so we will get back on the two weeks. Look, and as, as we go along, there probably will be a bump here and there, but we're, yeah, we're, we're, we'll try. We'll, we'll be as consistent as we possibly can be. 
um, we're talking about the 14th of August. It won't be coming out on the 13th, so don't go looking for it on the 13th. You can go looking for it at 12.01 on the 13th. <laughs> now, we've <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> We've talked about the threat of a multi. <laughs> you. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was season. It was season two, episode, episode one. Just <laughs> for anybody who reference that. I'll be on the edge of the bed at twelve o'clock at night, sweating it out for twelve oh one. I'm only sweating it out for twelve. You know, once twelve oh one kicks in. The fourteenth. Stay tuned for the fourteenth of August. And um that's right, okay. Let's get it get it back together. Fourteenth of August. Thanks for listening. Um, so tell, share it around share the podcast around get some new listeners in um, really keeps the ment- momentum and interest for us going we really enjoy it and love to see when the numbers are opened <coughs> on the, uh, the downloads and the listening so yeah tell your friends tell your granny and uh, tune in, in on, on or Just after go, will you? on or after <laughs> <laughs>